We are tonight's entertainment. You can't handle the truth. The fire rises. Pizza time. You're a wizard, Harry. So it be. You know how much I sacrifice? You think that's air you're breathing? Groovy. I don't have friends. I got family. We services. Hello, Sophia. Hi, Parth. How funny to see you here again. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. It's interesting that someone, maybe a co-host, couldn't make it. Mm, wonder what he's doing. But I'm wondering what he's eating. And while I can't ask him that, I could ask you. Mm, so what I've been eating... Most recently, I had an iced matcha latte from Gloria Jeans, and it was absolutely horrible. Yes, you did not get it at a punctual time, no? <laughs> no, they forgot about it, and then I felt bad because I had to go ask them if they'd forgotten about it. And then they made it, and I had asked for a small, and they gave me a medium, which I felt like was nice um, because they forgot about my matcha for so long. But then when I got it, it was like sort of unconsumable like it was not mixed yeah i had a sip it tasted pretty awful and uh, i as well had a uh, hot chocolate from gloria jeans um, my father came in to rutgers um to uh, bring along my cousin who got accepted into rutgers to accepted students day she came in from north carolina mm -hmm. and we decided to meet up afterwards and um, i guess that's what we've been consuming and i did this lead in last week but the audience isn't here to consume Gloria Jeans, mm -hmm. are they? No, they're not. They're here to consume part two of this episode. So without further ado, let's cue the intro. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies. Each week, we talk about a film and hopefully have a crew member that worked on the film to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. This week, we are continuing our conversation with cinematographer Maria Rushi, um, DP of Shiva Baby. And the last week, the episode was quite a hit. I did mm -hmm. not realize that it would be. The director, Emma Seligman, liked the uh, the post that we made and a bunch of producers followed us. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys for that if you are listening, which I don't know that you are, but, you know, it's nice to check in anyways. Um, but yeah, thanks so much to Maria Rushi. This was an awesome interview. Um, she gets into a lot of specific scenes, like a lot of uh, lens choices, things that, you know... Your average Shiva baby guy would like to know. Mm -hmm. So, um, should we just get into it? Oh, please. Yeah, Sophia's really excited, guys. So I'm just going to cue the interview. like what rigs you're using or like how the camera's moving or if you think that's more motivated by like the story elements and that if it's small like it's gonna feel small or you know what I mean yeah I think I think I I think we were being realistic about 
the scope, I suppose, of of what we could accomplish. But I think we, I think we, um, I think actually largely the visual style was uh, sort of independent of the of the budget. And I think the place where the budget really impacted us was shooting days. Um, you know, just the schedule being so so tight. Um, and like all in the daytime, I think, or at least mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was losing that light. Losing that light. We shot in the um in the dead heat of August. Um so we had a lot of uh a lot of sweating people. In black black funeral wear. Uh, and like a lot of extras. Yeah. So a lot of people in the house. And older people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. And and so I think there were those were some of the places where the budget impacted us. Like it's hard to get extras. It's so hard. And so um Gerardo are And were they the same extras throughout was, the shoot? I was just or... gonna ask. Barely. I think that we had a handful of people who came back a few times, but largely no, they were not the same people and Wow, I did not notice yeah. for what it's worth. Uh, amazing, that's great. But yeah, Gerardo, our, our first AD and I um, were spent so much of our time placing background. I, I really felt um, like a, a shoulder expert by the end of, of the shoot because it's so much about kind of a, a perfectly placed like foreground shoulder um, or a or a perfectly timed cross that makes it feel full while still having like room to shoot. Um, yeah. And the other ways it like impacted our, our budget or, or, or the budget impacted us, I should say, or, or um, you know, we, I think we had like one steady cam day. So the, that was the uh, shot where she first is walking up to the house. Um, that was steady cam, but then when she walks over to the van to see her parents, I knew we wouldn't be able to get the whole scene like that. So um, we put in a whip pan and it, we hit a cut um, to handheld there. So then I took over the rest of that scene um, handheld and we shot that another day. You spoke a little bit about the locations and uh, from what I understand, you used like Airbnb for this house. Um, and I was wondering like, uh, is that difficult? Uh, you know, like dealing with, I don't know, like, you know, how Airbnb, if Airbnb is like a more stressful thing. And then also you spoke about how it's continuous and is that, you know, it, the whole movie is for the most part in real time. And like, is that a big challenge for you or is that kind of just like, you know, it's what it yeah. is. Yeah, I so the Airbnb of it all, I would I have to commend our um our producers, um, Katie Schiller, Kieran Altman and Lizzie Shapiro, um, really dealt with with that side of it. Um and were really uh I I think exceptional at finding something that worked for us, um, making sure that we had what we needed which was for us like a ton of prep time in the house as much prep time in the house as we could get 
so Emma and I would often, once we finally had the house booked, we would go there and do a lot of our prep from there because we could really see how, how a body in that space would interact with it. You know, it, it, in your, if you're looking at photos, you're like, oh, sure, you could like lean up against this wall, but then you're standing there and you're like, this is, looks so stupid. Nobody would ever do that. Um, so that was, that was really huge. And they, and they got us in early for that. I, I luckily didn't have to hear much about whether the Airbnb um, aspect was difficult, but, um, but I think the family was happy with how it, how it turned out. Um, and the other yeah, it's about um, what, what? Continuity. continuity. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, totally. I think shooting a movie that's essentially continuous was. I mean, we talked a lot about how to, like I said, make um, still, I guess, get you to emotionally go on a journey, and that was, I just, yeah, it obviously can get very repetitive and we weren't just trying to make it feel different for different sake. It was like, your it's so much about the pacing and how to engage the viewer um, and kind of focus them at specific moments on like what you want them to be focused on and be able to get them to feel get the anxiety to rise and then kind of diffuse it and get the anxiety to rise again and diffuse it and kind of, we were thinking a lot about that pacing. And so one, one thing I came up with was um, building in a lighting change um, to the space to kind of help transition us into the next phase of the anxiety of Danielle's experience. And so that change happens basically after she and Maya share like the kiss outside with Molly Gordon's character, Danielle comes back inside and we start to see people closing the curtains in the house. And so there's a few scenes in a row where people start closing curtains um, and start turning on lamps and, or like placing or lighting candles. And we used that to kind of, motivate um a slow like warming of the environment which we felt added this like uh, level of anxiety that would support um i guess danielle's like anxiety um so so yeah, that was something I, I, I make usually a separate like lighting deck sort of that has reference looks for each uh, scene or each different lighting look. Um, so I had a um, bunch of references for the daylight version and then kind of based on a slow scene progression, kind of the different levels of warming. We had like level one, two, and three or something like that. And, and obviously since we shoot out of, that was, I was able to hand that off to my gaffer and, um, they would know based on what scene we were shooting and kind of what level we were going for. And, um, 
that we were, we were, we were able to have like a consistent build in the, in the warmth. But yeah, I think that I hope that that helped. That was one of the things that kind of helps break up the continuous feeling and still helps you feel like you're going on a visual journey, even though you're in one location. Yeah, I'm sure as a DP having to shoot one location, which is just like in rooms in the daytime, like for the whole movie is a very scary premise in terms of, you know, uh, making it all interesting. Um, but you, I think you did a very nice job. Um, were you involved in the in the grade of like the color, of the finished film? Yeah. And if so, what were did you have a particular approach in mind? Yeah, totally. So um, I'm always involved in color um, when I'm shooting, and that has become with that that has become such a huge part of building the look um, these days. It's just that's just kind of now such a yeah fundamental part of of how um it's just become a fundamental part of the look um and so it's it's just crucial for me to be there and typically like on a bigger film I'm able to shoot some tests look at them with my colorist develop a LUT and then use that for um, for shooting um and so you're like seeing that on the monitor like through the LUT that you picked exactly that's awesome yeah exactly yeah um so for for this project we were monitoring with LUT that kind of emulated a 35 millimeter film stock um so that meant for me like uh, a little bit softer blacks and um, like a little bit, I guess, kind of softer fall off on the highlights. And um, that was a good base for us. But then when we got into color, um, we worked with our colorist, Matthew Greenberg, who who really understood the look we were going for. I usually take a few stills and ref- or I, I take references usually to show the um, to show our colorist and think I think some of the things I brought were like a serious man um, to show him and we something I, I I really liked about Emma's approach to color was she she had this really specific idea in mind for um, how warm the skin tones would be because she had this what she called um kind of this like jewish glow idea in her mind based on um how she felt jewish characters had been lit historically and it was kind of this warm more reddish undertone to their to their skin and um we looked at a lot of references for that together and so that was that was something we were we were trying to reference through the color of the skin tone so that you know people who did have like an affinity for those movies and had grown up watching those movies like would kind of associate or feel some kind of kinship with um the jewish canon um so <laughs> So 
that was something we spent a lot of time on with with Matthew. I was wondering if you were able to speak at all about your upcoming film Bottoms, which I believe is the same director and also Rachel Sonoy is in as well. I think. But yeah. Yeah. Bottoms. Um, we actually, I got back from South by last night. We um, just had our premiere. Uh, oh, great. It, great. How'd it go? It was crazy. It was so crazy. It was, it was really cathartic. Shiva baby was supposed to come out at South by in 2020. Mm. Um, a little thing called COVID-19 happened. Um, and we never got to go in person and never really got to see that movie with an audience. It, you know, had this kind of amazing word of mouth uh, growth, I suppose, and eventually was in theaters. But yeah, we never got to really experience seeing that film with with an audience. And we premiered Bottoms to... Uh, at the Paramount to 1300 people and they were like rabid for it. It was, it was really one of the most like unbelievable experiences. Like um, we, we put a lot of our heart into this movie and really we're trying to make something for, for that we wish we had had when we were teens and you could feel that uh, people were um, excited about that and feeling seen. Like there were a bunch of literal high school kids in the audience and they, um, they said they felt very seen. By it, so. is, is there, do you know if there's plans for like a wide release at all? Yes. The plan is for a theatrical release in the summer. Um, okay. Yes. And yeah, for, I guess I, I should mention that the plot is, um, mm. is Oh, right. <laughs> that the thing. The um, um, plot, right. The movie is about two, uh, unpopular high school girls who start a fight club to try to hook up with cheerleaders. And it's a total bonkers, like, um, wild ride is how I describe it. It's really different from Shiva Baby, which I think is, I, I love, and I think is really um, brave and exciting. And the style is, um, is also something I really love. Like it's very Edgar Wright um, referential. Um, we've got fights, we've got explosions um, and it's a blast. Yeah. Awesome. Trent. Do you think it's time for the Big Kahuna? I do, I do, I do think it's time. Um, so our Big Kahuna final question is um, just what's the last great movie you watched? Um, and when we say great, uh, that can include like Anchorman. It just has to be great to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so like whatever the last great movie you And it doesn't was. need to be a new release. Yeah, yeah it can be a rewatcher. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I just watched... Point Break for the first time. Wow. Mm. <laughs> uh, our mutual friend Jackson Clark is a big Point Break fan. Incredible. It's yeah. a wild ride. I'm a, I'm a big Keanu fan, I have to say. Um, John Wick 4 coming out next week. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, the Matrix is my favorite movie. So I'm, mm. I'm, Not bad. I'm always sort of wondering what he's up to. Um, and uh so i will say well i'll so i'll say 
I re- I watched Point Break recently, and I also watched John Wick for the first time. Mm. What a blast! For the first time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm going through the. Camp. Wow. I'm going through the. Uh, John Wick Chapter Two. Not that is a good like movie. that one. I I actually I will say I saw at South by a special advanced screening of John Wick Four. Oh my God! Wow. I I worked as an intern at Thunder Road, which like produces John Wick. Um, and the person that was like the head of the intern department had seen a special or not a special, it was like a test screening version. And I was like, can you say anything? He was like, they made me sign an NDA. I mean, he would not answer any questions. Well, I didn't. But- I'll tell you that much. But I, <laughs> all I'll say is there's like a bunch of new characters that are so fun. It's, it, I had a really good time. Um, I think the first one might still be my favorite because I think it's perfectly like self-aware um, in how kind of silly it is in a way. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a total blast. Before we let you go, did you see any other cool movies at South by Southwest that you could tell us about? I did. I did. Um, I saw this movie, Molly and Max in the Future which is um, a rom-com in space. It's actually, it's like when Harry met Sally in space, basically. And it's- That's promising. We discovered that in the show. Funny. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's so funny. I think it's a really, I love a rom-com and I think it's a a really charming um, update. I think it's a fresh take on um, rom-coms that we deserve. Great. Parth, you want to bring us out? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, thank you so much, Maria Rushi, cinematographer of uh, Shiva Baby, as well as the uh, upcoming Bottoms. This summer. Thing. Yeah, uh, look out for it. Um, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. What an interview. Yeah, really incredible stuff. You said the exact same thing last week. What can I say? I like to be consistent. Yeah, consistent. That's what we like to be. We like to release episodes every week. And mm-hmm. this week we were able to, thanks to Maria Rushi. Thanks again to Maria Rushi for uh, talking with us. She was super awesome, super nice. She talked with us uh, about John Wick 4, mm-hmm. um, which she had seen prior to Trent or I having seen John Wick 4. Um, and she was like, you guys are going to like it. And um, Trent hasn't seen it, but I have. And let me just say, I did. Um, but yeah, I, I had a good time with this interview. And next week, we have some interesting stuff coming up. Well, uh, Next week, we're going to have our discussion of Shiva Baby. Hopefully, Trent can mm-hmm. make it for that one. He does, after all, co-host this podcast. Mm. This is not at all passive-aggressive, Trent, I promise. Um, but Trent... Uh, Truthfully, Trent had to drive his parents uh, to the airport, so he just couldn't make it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but hi, Trent. Hi, Jordan. I hope you're listening. Um, but next week, uh, join for our discussion of Shiva Baby, Emma Seligman's film. Uh, spoiler alert, I like it quite a bit, so, um, you know, it'll be a good conversation. Um, and the week after that, we've got some incredible stuff coming. Um, some really super, super stuff. Um, if you can figure out what we're um, releasing, let us know in the comments uh, with a guess. Otherwise, you can go check us out where? 
anywhere that you can get podcasts. This is true, folks. Um, go check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Amazon Music, anywhere you get your podcasts. We are there. We are also on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we like to run those as much as we can. So go follow us there and comment there because we'd love to hear from the fans. Um, otherwise, join us next week. Bye, guys. Bye.